Welcome to Widowed But Not Alone with Todd Bessie of Credom Wealth Partners, the podcast designed to help people who have lost a partner and those people who support them. We will share stories and resources that will help support your needs, address your financial concerns, and guide you to believe in your future. Now, on to the show. If you're like most people, you, you get up in the morning and you grab your phone or turn on the TV to see what's going on in the world. You wake up to conversations about the conflict overseas and the lingering effects of COVID on our economy. You hear things about higher inflation, rising interest rates, a declining stock market, and limited action by our politicians on both sides of the aisle to find solutions to help us. So what is a widow to do? What actions should you take to protect your financial situation in uncertain times? Today, I'm excited to have Samantha Glass of First Trust Portfolios join me to address these issues. Sam works closely with financial professionals to provide them with industry-leading economic and market activity, portfolio analysis, and practice management consulting. Samantha's specific focus is on tailored risk management solutions and something called structured products. She's been in the financial service industry for over 15 years. Hi, Sam. Thanks for joining me this morning on Widowed But Not Alone. Hello. Thanks for having me. So, Sam, this has been a difficult few months uh, you know, for the global economy and, and both the stock and bond markets. And I'm sure our listeners are a little bit rattled by you know, what's going on. Can you put into context for us how this situation you know, we're in today compares to you know, the difficult markets we've seen in the past? Sure. Um, when we have times such as this, it's, it's never fun. It never feels good, but it probably feels a little bit familiar, right? We have been here before. Uh, if we look back at some of the, the times where we've seen other market corrections, you know, the tech boom and bust, I'm sure many of you re- recall uh, 9-11 and the Iraq war that we went through, uh, and even the, the credit and housing crisis of 2008 and 2009. All of those were very uncomfortable to go through, um, but we made it through to the other side. And more recently, going through the pandemic in 2020, and now in 2022, I mean, we see the market correcting uh, significantly again, but we, like I had said before, this feels very, very familiar. So to put some of this into context, uh, and we look at some of those past periods of market volatility and market downturns, if you look back all the way to 1942, and we compare bull markets and bear markets, and to give you some uh, definitions on those, you've probably heard those terms before. A bear market is when the market corrects in excess of 20%. So 2022, that is what we've seen. The market has gone down further than 20, 20%. Uh, the bull market is the period following that. So looking from our lowest point that we've fallen up to our next highest market peak. So when you look at previous bull and bark bear markets, you notice that typically bear markets don't last that long. On average, going back to 1942, they've only last around 11 months. And over those 11 months, the average decline has been around 32%. So again, not pleasant, but much shorter pain. 
in contrast, bull markets typically last four and a half years, much, much longer. And the average return over those times is in excess of 150%. So when you think about you know, short-term pain, 11 months, slight downturn versus much longer, four and a half year bolt runs with much higher uh, gains over that time, um, putting things into context. And if you take it one step further and compare how often has the market been positive for the year versus being negative for the year, there's some uh, very telling results there as well. So if you look back even further, going back all the way to 1926, uh, on average, the 96-year average return of the markets has been 10.5%. I don't know if many of you would have guessed that. And of those 96 years, 71 of those has been positive, 71 out of 96. So the vast majority. Uh, in comparison, only 25 of those years have been negative. So again, when you're looking at the market and investing over the long term, we have seen markets to be positive much more prevalently than negatively. So what you're saying here is, I think, you know, is, is folks are worried about what's going on right now, right? It's just, it's, it's scary. It's painful. You know, you wake up and you go, is this ever going to stop? Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's that thing. And, and especially if you, if you watch too much of the news, right. Most of what we're hearing is, is the negative, you know, things are going to continue going down. It could keep getting worse. And, and so from everything you've just shared, right. It, it seems like the the best thing for, someone to do is, is to not get too uptight, right? And just kind of think longer term. So let me ask you this. So Sam, you know, given what we've just discussed, what are some of the decisions that investors might make at this point that might not be in their best interest, given that we're in some scary times right now? Mm-hmm. Uh, very good question. And the, the first thing that pops in my head is not having a plan in place you have to go back to why you're saving and investing in the first place, whether that's saving for retirement, for that condo in Florida that you wanted, maybe for your grandson's college, but um, not having a plan in place is probably the the number one mistake that we see people make. Uh, The other thing that we see is not having um, a long-term approach, not thinking about the long game and thinking more about the here and now, the next month, three months, six months. I like to think about one of the the, the wealthiest people in our country, uh, Warren Buffett, who actually started investing at the age of 10. Um, A lot of people think that he has been as successful as he has solely because of his investment decisions, but it's really because he started so early and has been steadfast and had that longer term mentality. Um, Another thing that I can think of is worrying about things that are not in your control, right? There's only so many things that you can control, having a plan, um, but not worrying about, you know, what's on the news, right? There's going to be apocalypse du jour out there, uh, things to be concerned about. Uh, you can't control the politics, unfortunately. You may like, you may dislike what's happening, but that those are things you're not going to have in control. Um, and then, you know, one of the last things too 
if you don't have a safety net in these more volatile times, that can be a little bit more unsettling for you too. So making sure that you do have some cash held out uh, in the case that you need it, in the case that there's an emergency. So some of those are some of the things that I could see um, not serving you well if you don't have those things in place. When you think of actions that that investors do take in times like this, I mean, what are some of the other mistakes that you've seen people make right you know right now? Oh, I, besides that, I would say letting your emotions get in get the best of you. So not staying calm during these times of chaos, I think that's never going to serve you. A, a bigger mistake that I see investors do is not sticking to the plan or rather asking to get out of the market when the market is correcting. So uh, I'm sure Todd yourself have maybe fielded some calls from advice from clients recently saying, Hey, this market's making me really nervous. Um, I would like to sell right now, or what should I do getting away from the plan? So those are some more of the, the mistakes that we see happen quite a bit. You know, it's interesting working with clients uh, for so many years and having been through all those situations you discussed, right? So the the difficult markets of of 2000 through 2002 when we had the tech wreck and 9-11 and then the financial crisis uh, of 2008. And, you know, here we are again in 2020 with you know, something, something totally unexpected, right? Like the, the COVID pandemic that affected the markets. And now, you know, here in, in mid 2022, what we're dealing with, I think, you know, from my experience, from what you just said, you know, of, of, of challenges um, investors face, one of the things, just quick example that I saw on my side, which is interesting is, is, you know, back in 2008, we're fortunate that, you know, we really had um, clients Kind of stick stick to the game plan, right? As you mentioned, stick to a plan and stay focused on on their investment process. And I just remember a specific example of a client who who chose to pull out of the market, and you know they were afraid of what might happen next, how much further the market might go down. And you know, in the short term, their decision was right, but you know, when you make a decision to get out of the market, it's got to be you know getting out at the right time and getting back in at the right time, and and making those two decisions. Um, work for you are so, so difficult. And, and unfortunately, what you tend to see is, is a person gets out of the market. And then, like I said, they don't know to, when to get back in. So they wait too long and they go, well, I'll wait till things get better. And by that point, right, it's, it's too late. You know, sure. the, the missing a few days, right, of, of market performance or a few weeks can make it just a tremendous impact on the overall performance of your investment portfolio, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that just speaks to as well, staying disciplined through all of this. I think even having a, you know, mediocre or good strategy that is followed is probably better than having the greatest strategy and portfolio that you can't stick to. Maybe to liken it and bring an analogy to something else, if you think about if you're on a fitness journey or you're trying to lose weight. It's probably better to show up each day and work out a little bit. And even if you're not feeling it and not having the best workout ever and doing that every day, day in, day out for a whole year or years versus, you know, coming in once or twice a month to show up and doing a really, really great workout, but you're not going to have the same results. Um, The disciplined approach 
tends to um, outperform doing it any other way. So when you think about, so that's obviously one, one point relative to long-term success, right? As an investor, but when you think about other ways, our, our listeners might be able to best position themselves for financial success going forward. What are some other things that you think about that maybe would be some key points that you could share? Sure. Absolutely. So when times like this happen, perhaps reassessing your situation, right? You have a plan in place, or maybe you don't have a plan in place, but that volatility or the correction that's in place, maybe it's changed your mind, or maybe things have changed. Maybe you need to to reassess what you're currently doing. In addition to that, um, reminding yourself to stay patient. So we, we talked about the long game versus the short game. So when we see six months of markets moving down in 2022, we don't want to lose sight, right? We want to think about the long term. So staying patient during these times, I think, is, is very important and remaining calm, right? So not letting your emotions get the best of you and making a rash decision that you might regret later. We talked a little bit about the history of markets and bull, bull markets and bear markets and how the markets tend to perform. Um, looking back at history is always good. Um, having those reminders, we're not always going to see everything match as far as what's happened historically, but there tends to be things that resonate and, and rhyme. Um, and so when we look at you know bear markets tending to be 11 to 12 months, um, maybe we think about that for the future rather than just acting in, in a rash manner. We, we talked a little bit about discipline as well. So staying steadfast to your plan, not losing sight of that. I, I would just reiterate having discipline and having patience and staying calm. Those are all uh, super, super important things of some of the best investors that we see uh, out there. Now, some of this may feel a little bit overwhelming to you and you may think, you know, I don't know if I can do all this on your own. And, and, and I hear you and a lot of people agree. So finding a financial professional uh, that you trust and that knows you and help can build your plan, I think that would be um, some of the best advice that you could receive today. Um, going back to the example on your health. I mean, everyone has a doctor, someone that they rely on that knows that their case intimately. Um, it's surprising to me that not as many people have someone to help them on their financial plan, right? So I think all of those things are super important. Yeah, I think the last point, and, and obviously I'm slightly biased being a, a financial planner, but um, you know, during times like this, having someone that you can reach out to that's a sounding board that can uh, lift you up when you're a little concerned about things, you know, guide you through these tough times, you know, really, really has been, I think, a huge help for the people that we work with. Continue to remind them of, of as you said earlier, Sam, why you're invested. No plan is in place. You know, we we know what we need to do to achieve the outcomes. You just got to stick with the plan and kind of fight through the rough patches like we're dealing with right now. Because as you talked a little bit about the history of the markets, right? We we cannot predict what's going to happen next week, next month, next year. 
Um, but over time, we've seen that we get through these rough patches and have much longer, better periods of investment performance than we do these short, you know, difficult times. So, Sam, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate um, you know your knowledge and 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 what you shared with our guests. Uh, so, again, joining me today, Samantha Glass with uh, First Trust Portfolios. Um, you know, certainly, if you have any questions about what we discussed today, you know, want to reach us. The best way to contact me and my team uh, is at credomwealth.com. That's C R E I D I M wealth.com. Uh, you can you can find uh, our, our contact information there, and uh, you know, glad to uh, to guide you any way we can. So, thank you today for joining us on the Widowed but Not Alone podcast. Thank you for listening to Widowed but Not Alone. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest, and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Integrated Wealth Partners. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Investment advice offered through Integrated Partners, doing business as Credom Wealth Partners, a registered investment advisor.